How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. Picking up the, the the podcasting quality a little bit, a little intro music uh, for y'all. And we also have uh, a sponsor we we have uh, for this episode, uh, Sports Media DB, uh, D- David uh, Badia. That is somebody that I feel like a good bit of you already know, specifically uh, down in West Palm Beach in Miami Gardens. He's done great work with photography and videography uh, for uh, Kaiser, Florida Memorial, and St. Thomas. Uh, David's a great guy. I mean, he a lot of the graphics uh, that you you all see on Suncast those come from pictures from David, uh, and he he is the presenting sponsor uh, of this this episode. Uh, he's great. Um, you know, anybody listening uh, down south, um, you know, he is willing to to uh, travel. I remember talking to him earlier. He's uh, talked about, uh, you know, being able to travel if, you know, if everything's right. There's somebody that I think the Sun Conference should very much look into doing photo, uh, photography, videography um, at championship events, specifically uh, ones in Florida and the, like the women's soccer that's in South Carolina. I don't know if that's quite in his radius, but other ones like baseball, softball that um, are in South to Central Florida. Uh, David's great. Um, you can find him uh, sport uh, on his uh, social medias, uh, specifically Instagram uh, at Sports Media DB. Josh, we have got one more announcement before we get uh, you know into uh, the full weekend recap, and that is something that's all over uh, r- really with with <laughs> all college athletics. It's expansion. We have added a new member to the Sun conference uh coming into uh effect in 2024 uh and that is new college of florida um you know we've seen them uh start uh playing against a couple of conference teams this year uh we're gonna see them more uh with basketball baseball softball and lacrosse uh in the spring some with soccer uh, but we're really excited, uh, you know, a new member to the Sun Conference. We love growth, uh, you know, especially after uh, Thomas and a lot of their sports uh, left, and they're going to become uh, a member. I believe it's summer 2024. Uh, yeah, summer 2024, they'll, they will uh, be a member of the NAI and uh, in the Sun Conference. Uh, they are, are they based out of? Um don't have that. Let's see. Sarasota. After you, Sarasota. They're after based you find that. So Sarasota, what, what kind of mascot do we got for these guys? Oh, man. We have the mighty Banyans. Banyans? Banyans. I, I believe that's correct. Uh, we're going to have to do a little research on that. But I will say this. Look, I remember a very early episode of Suncast. We talked about the best logos uh, in the Sun Conference. And Kaiser and Ave Maria were right up there. Josh, I think we got a new new best logo in the Sun Conference. Um, we're gonna put put that in uh, uh, right right here. But um, but you know, obviously, y'all seen y'all seen it um all over uh, social media. We've been reposting it. Um, new, so New College of Florida, welcome to the Sun Conference. Uh, really excited to see them grow. Um, you know, I, we're not sure what their plans are fully. Um, you know, with adding other sports, what we do know is they have soccer, basketball, softball, baseball, lacrosse. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's great for the Sun Conference to add add another team. We've seen expansion. We talked to uh, you know month, I don't know maybe a month or two ago was it was when we added Point Reinhardt and Life uh, with flag football. Uh, so I mean this is, is that also with lacrosse. Yes, it's with women's lacrosse as well. Um, men's lacrosse uh, obviously not uh, in the Sun Conference yet. 
excited to see men's across there. Great. That spot. is something that I feel like is got to be coming up. It's got to be coming up. Um, I believe that's something we, uh, we talked about uh, with uh, commissioner Dustin Wilkie uh, uh, when, when we had him on um, that and I know pickleball is certainly something, but uh, that's not the point of this episode, but um no, I mean, this, this is a credit to the Sun Conference um, and and Dustin uh, for what he's well what he's done uh, with the growth of this conference and adding another another college and I got a feeling that we're going to continue to see more. Um, you know, I for one, um, and just my humble opinion, I would love to see uh, universities like Fort Lauderdale, Florida National, <coughs> excuse me, Florida, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Florida College um, jo- join in and um, you know if you would have made me pick pick a school uh uh a week ago that would be joining the sun conference i don't think new college of florida would have been the first one i would have said it probably would would have been one of those other ones but i mean it's great uh they're joining the nai and for them to choose sun conference uh it's awesome um we are really excited uh to you know grow our conference gonna have to add another uh star on our uh, alternate logo with the uh georgia florida logo here we go yep Absolutely. But, um, okay. Get in, go and get in, uh, to this, this episode, uh, it'll be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to put the interview in the middle of the episode in the middle of the recap. Um, reason for that is because we were, we were recording on Tuesday. Um, also when this episode comes out, uh, Josh and I are, uh, Manny and I recorded, uh, Sunday, um, and on Monday, he did his first solo interview. Uh, he did that uh, with Alexander Bruno uh, from the St. Thomas volleyball team. Um, I'm going to try my best not to get too emotional here, but um, he did a truly fantastic job uh, with that. And, you know, certain things going on in other leadership roles have been really difficult uh, of late and to see how far not only how far Manny has come uh, in the sports media world but Josh you as well um, you know Brian who's stepping up to taking a new role uh, on the social media side with Suncast uh, and Joe of course and the development she's had with her graphics um, man it's been really special for me uh, to see all of your growth Um and it uh, truly means the world to me. And I really appreciate all the hard work that uh, that the four of you do. Uh, don't think I, I know none of y'all uh, think it goes unnoticed. Um, but I mean, the, how far how much y'all have helped Suncast grow um, is truly special. And um, this was a great interview. Um, and I'm very proud of Manny for this solo interview. And it is absolutely uh, a must listen and we're going to have that in kind of in between um, you and I talking and uh, Manny and I talking with wrapping up uh, with volleyball. We, uh, I know I'm going to speak for myself, but I know I can speak for the, for the rest of us. Um, we, we definitely thank you for those, for those kind words. And we, we thank you for like, you know, allowing us and trusting us to join you on the, Excuse me, sorry, I got a little cold. Um, for letting us, you know, join your your endeavor, your journey, your dream that you, you know, you really were interested in. You you gave it all. You know, I've been watching since since the beginning. You were you were kind of filling me in on everything and telling me what your plans were and your vision were, and it's all been you know 
on the course, you know, that you put out at the beginning. So it's like really, it's really cool to see. And I'm very appreciative that, you, you know, you trust me and allow me to come on and, you know, talk football and get into football and watch football, you know, and as a close friend of, of each other, you know, that yeah. football is like one of my passions and I appreciate you letting me, you know, get experience in, in this industry, mm-hmm. you know, while having fun with it. So, you know, I'm speaking for me, but I'm sure all the others are very appreciative as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've done uh, a phenomenal job um, with that. Just, just like uh, Manny has uh, and jo- Joe and Brian as well, but uh, enough of that. Let's go ahead and kind of get into uh, get into what what's been going on uh, this week. Um, I mean, we got to start with the National Player Honor. Um, a huge congratulations to uh, Emma Schweitzer, who we have talked a very a very good bit uh, about. A phenomenal freshman goalkeeper uh, for Ave Maria, and she is getting national. Uh, honors from this past week uh two performances uh against really good good teams and man she showed out 20 saves a 95.2 percent uh save percentage um I mean if you don't know how just insane those numbers are o- over uh the, the course of um I mean t- t- I mean some gr- great opponents I mean part of those was an, a, a historic result for them I mean 14 saves against a uh, really good Kaiser squad um and Ave Maria I guess that's really where we can start um you know they had a draw 1-1 with Warner uh Emma big part of getting getting a point there um yeah uh I mean look there's a couple of really talented young goalkeepers in the Sun Conference and uh Emma for Ave Maria man she I tell you what, Ave Maria, they 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 got a piece that they, they a, a a piece of their overall puzzle in net. It's such a bit. I mean, I, and of course, me as a former goalkeeper, I'm gonna say I think it's the most important uh, position uh, on the pitch. And uh, man, they they got something that, that they can build 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 around with that young lady uh, in goal. Um. Also, uh, we'll stick to women's soccer. If it wasn't for uh, that was for for Emma getting that. Undoubtedly, the biggest result uh, was number twenty five Saint Thomas. So they cracked the top twenty five. Uh, they lost the SCAD. We talked about that in the in the in the last episode. It kind of wrapped up midweek, um, and then bang. I mean, back against the wall. You know, if you don't get a result against number eleven Kaiser, you're dropping out right back out of the top twenty five. It's gonna be really difficult. You know, you know, and once and any whole ranking anything you get inside the top 20 25 and then immediately get bounced out you're probably not going to be able to make it uh back in man a statement win uh three nil over kaiser uh so um and i I, i'm gonna have to say it i think panic button out a little bit for kaiser um you know i i think it is still it's out they're not pressing it i think if this was any other year where you're only getting to play in the Sun Conference, uh, your Sun Conference teams once, I don't think I, I I think it would be big panic time for Kaiser. I don't think it's quite that yet. Um, I I think they they have a lot to figure out, um, especially in the back with their defense um, and that um, and then net. Um, I think they will. I, I I'm not I'm not I'm still not gonna bet against Kaiser. I'm telling you this right now. I'm not gonna really bet against Kaiser. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be fine. I think, but I think overall from this, it is St. Thomas is here. This is now a four-team conference. It has been three-team for a while now. 
this is a four-team conference, and yeah, man, I mean, this is an incredibly imp- impressive win uh, f- uh, for St. Thomas. Uh, Semino, uh, Alzette, and uh, Velasquez, the three goal scorers. Um, and again, I mean, we talk about really good young uh, goalkeepers in this conference and St. Thomas has has one of them and and, uh, Isabella uh, uh, Penaranda, uh, Penaranda, uh, you know, second in the conference in save percentage uh, and second in goals allowed per game. I mean, just 0.01 behind uh, Caitlin uh, Balsinger uh, for SCAD. Man, I mean, (laughs) St. Thomas just keeps uh, – I'll tell you, they, it'll be interesting to see with the rankings when they come out, kind of where they fall. But uh, that she now has five shutouts. But I, I think they'll probably stay at 25. They're not going to get hurt for that loss against SCAD. Um, could see them go up a spot or two. Uh, elsewhere uh, in the Sun Conference, uh, I mean, the B is going to be – these B's. Uh, they take care of business down at Florida Memorial. Uh, Abigail Sadala goal uh, and and, uh, and assist. Caitlin and Ned another uh, shutout. I believe that's seven on the year. Um, they're ten and zero. Um, they look like uh, the the best they could to like the best team in the conference. No problem against Florida uh, Memorial. Um, Southeastern Naria Lopez uh, scores uh, for Southeastern two nil over Weber. Um, you know, this was this was one. Uh, I feel like Coach Roberts and the Fire uh, Company really had circled on the schedule. Uh, last year they went. Uh, Weber was able to get a point at home, um, and I mean, I, I, it's a good, another good, good. I think it was a good performance from Weber. Um, I just think Southeastern is. They have them ranked 14th. Um, I don't. I don't know if you can find 13 teams playing better soccer right now uh, in, in the NAI, but. Lately, that is it may. I'm not going to get too much on on the press box uh, for uh, for that. Um, let's see. Um, men's soccer. Uh, we we can go back back to SCAD. Uh, Connor Freel, uh might be the best goalkeeper in, uh, in the uh, in the conference right now. I mean, back to back man of the matches uh, for them. Another shutout, seven saves, shutout against a really good Florida Memorial side, a huge result uh, for SCAD on su- Sunday afternoon. Uh, speaking of huge results, uh, Ave Maria, 3-1 winners over over Warner, getting an upset there. Uh, Jerron Dopwell with two two goals. He was the difference maker. They get their first win. Uh, Jireen's not saying die, not done yet. Um, Thomas Prosecco scores twice uh, for uh, St. Thomas and their two nil win in a top 15 matchup uh, against Kaiser. And now it's really interesting to see, can they crack into the top two? They've been third for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I said, I said, Connor might be the best goalkeeper in the conference. Franco um, has to be, uh, he, 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 he might have something to say about that. Um, he is uh, coming off a sun conference uh, uh, player of the week, uh, defense, defensive award. Um, and yeah, dude, they are, they, I, I, I must, I, I, nothing changes for me as far as prediction wise or power rankings wise, really. I still think, uh, St. Thomas is going to win in men's. I think SCAD's going to win and, and women's for, for soccer, man. And, I, I, you know, I think a team that I, I think what St. Thomas women's has done this year is phenomenal. I think that three, no win over Kaiser. That's obviously the biggest result. 
um, of the weekend. Um, yeah, and that that's kind of that's kind of football uh, from from this past weekend in the Sun Conference. All righty, my time to shine, huh? Yeah, it's all you, buddy. I don't know. Are you sweaty? I'm get I'm getting real sweaty, uh, sweaty up in here. Yeah, I'm a little I'm getting there. I'm a little warm. A little warm. Warm in here. It's, uh, it's postseason baseball time, folks, and we uh, you know, we we like to put a case of Mountain Dew Dew on a game or two, and uh, huh. sweat games, good games, sweating, sweating. All right, Anyways, but, um, and Sun Conference football. Um, I'm gonna keep oh. my mouth real shut because I got a lot I want to say that could get us in trouble, and I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because I got a lot I want to want to say. But obviously, I'm not. I, and I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to a minimum as well because we're just we're just gonna review. Also, I've uh, you know, I've heard and seen, you know, some of the things that went on this weekend, and we're gonna we're gonna keep it very neutral. You know, we're gonna just get into some of the basics. There're gonna be some general statements. Um, I'm sure these problems that arose will, will get solved and get handled. So we're just going to do our company's role and we're just going to, you know, review everything and talk about the players and the athletes. So That's to get it. things going, um, just, just a brief review before we dive into, into each, each game. Um, St. Thomas um, 41, Weber 16, that score does not, necessarily reflect how that game actually went um but according to score st thomas handled weber but i will get into that a little bit more um when we dive in each game but um kaiser 44 thomas 12 welcome to to big boy football to the nighthawks um i'm sure they kind of have an idea of how how this thing works now you know best of luck to moving forward but that's a t- that's a tough start i will say kaiser's a tough one to to open that up with but um, seeing this, I think I'm about to be seeing this. You seeing this? Does Rojas punch? Uh, something I don't know. Seth, Seth just got excited. Something happened. Seth, what happened? Hit. Base hit for who? Who got a hit? Rojas. Rojas hit. Oh, that's a hit given up for Luzardo. That's big. That's, that's big. Huge. That's we big. would put a case of Pepsi on on that hey, one. Pepsi. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Uh, moving on though, Southeastern fifty-four Warner nine. I will have to eat my words on that one. Sorry to the fire Warner. Jesus. I need a little help there, but wow, I mean, we kind of got something. You said Warner was going to win that one, did? That's correct. And also, and I'm also dead wrong about this next one too. Florida Memorial fifty-six, Ave Maria thirteen. Florida Memorial defense way to show up, baby. I I said it enough. They heard me finally. Yeah. I really like that. I, I really like that for them because, you know, they can score in bunches. They can score. They can score. They can score. And, you know, if this defense can start getting off the field, you know, they can, you know, make a little noise in this thing, you know, ruffle a little feathers. Don't see them as a contender, to say the least, but they can catch a game or two on on some of these teams that could, you know, do a little shuffling. But um, I'm going to keep say, the Weber. I'll, 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 I'll say this. We gotta we we gotta get live coverage at the Florida Memorial St. Thomas game. Um, I know that's a little bit down down the road, but that's going to be an electric game. We also no promises. I do want to try to get live coverage at Kaiser and St. Thomas football Saturday. I don't know if we're going to get it. I don't think so. I am going to try though. 
I am going to try because that game is obviously the biggest game for for football. I mean, Josh, obviously. You can't. Year. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, there was a game of the year last year uh, in, in the conference. Josh, obviously, I'm not going to ask you to drive three and a half hours down there, but I'm going to try to find somebody um, around there. I don't think Manny's going uh, going to be able to do it. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what strings I can pull. I'm gonna see what who I can find. Lazardo punchy. Big, Huge. big. All I right. love that team. Right. So, so, um, yeah. so, um, so. I'm gonna start things off. Um, going from bottom to top. Um, Florida Memorial and Ave. Florida Memorial kind of kind of did it all. They they kind of relied on the you know the big play. You know a couple. Ter- uh, I think it was. Just the pick. I don't think they fumbled. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just an interception. They capitalized court. They got seven off of an Andrew leg interception. Um, but uh, combined, three guys threw the rock for for the Lions. But Sadequan Smith was the the prime candidate. Fourteen of twenty three, two hundred and forty two yards with two touchdowns and a pick. Um, but you know, running the ball, they had two guys. One guy was sixteen carries, eighty one yards, and a touchdown. Kino Marset. And Walter Wilbon, eight carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Um, George Young also, eight carries, 33 yards. They kind of the, – their whole team, the whole offense, you know, 44 carries, 265 yards, and five touchdowns. I forgot to mention George Young did have two touchdowns as well. Um, so, But they also threw for 288 and two touchdowns. So, you know, they erupted for 540 yards of offense. We know they can do that, you know. But the defense showed yeah. up. You know, I mean, Ave, Ave didn't – they didn't – that's not like they didn't move the ball either. I mean, Leg threw for 268 and a touchdown, and Brian Stemke was 20 carries for 95 yards. Um, but no break. You know, they got off the field. So, you know, props to the Lions. Great statement win for the con- – to kick off conference. Um, First win against Ave Maria in their short program's history. You know, I'm sure they were very excited. Um, this week, another another big one, a bunch of offense this week. You know, Warner's going to take on F- Florida Memorial. That'll be interesting to see. Um, two very strong offenses and not so much defense, so I expect to see either not a lot of points or a bunch of points. Nothing really in between. Um, I, 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 I don't know why this game just screams LSU Ole Miss 55-40. I'm still haunted by that game. Oh, I lost. Okay. I lost a pack of Coke on LSU. So, Jeez. anyways, moving forward, uh, Southeastern and Warner. I mean, wow, Nate Hayden, what a day! Fifteen of seventeen, one forty-six, and two touchdowns. Um, and, you know, ground and pound for the fire as well. Like we all knew that they could do. Josiah yeah. Nichols, fifteen carries for eighty-eight yards and a touchdown. Curtis Kimmons, twelve carries, seventy-six yards and a touchdown. I mean, how about I mean, I I, I, got to ask you. I mean, how about that performance from Nate Hayden in in the rain? I mean, look, we know something you talk about that Southeastern's got weapons, but Nate Hayden, I mean, what what, he did all he was asked. Yeah. Facilitate, manage that game, complete the passes you need to, don't turn the ball over, and, you know, look what happens. Yep. Um, But uh, Daniel Parker, eight carries, 50 yards, and two touchdowns. but Warner, I mean, like I said, you, the the one quarterback who we thought might have might have uh, been that leader that you know everyone was looking for was Xavier Holiday at Warner, and you know 
we said you can't turn the ball over, and that's exactly what happened. Two, two turnovers, ultimately costly, very costly. Um, they couldn't really get much going on the ground besides a one 34-yard carry. They kind of were held in check for most of the day. Um, but we do have a we do have a special team special teams uh player player of the week for the fire Dominic Larry with a with a kickoff return. Um, I believe it was to the house or at least he was caught out the goal line. Um, he let me double check that because I did see that he did take one. Well, while you're looking at that, I'll, I'll, um, that I got, I got I got a question for you. When you now look at the way Warner kind of approached non-conference versus um you know other teams um such as you know Weber playing a solid Cumberland team and uh Stetson obviously uh the gauntlet that Kaiser and St. Thomas did do you I mean do, what do you think's the right route or do you think it depends on the school and for Warner Warner you think going 3 and 0 in non-conference play that's what was important for them Yeah I mean you got to read your your program you got to read your team like there's some teams in the Sun Conference that need to stay a little lighter. And I feel like there's teams that, that could do a little bit of both. And then I think there's teams that have to go, like that need to. Their program is there already. Their program is ready to take that step. There's no reason to play these teams and win 64 to nothing. Similar to some of these schools and, you know, the higher levels of football. There's no reason for these, you know, there's no reason for these teams to be playing you know, let's let's make it interesting. Let's challenge. Let's challenge our athletes. Let's challenge our program, because at the end of the day, in most divisions, winning your conference is all that matters. That's that's the tell all be all, because that's how you get into the post. You win your conference, you're in you're in the postseason. That's found that out in last few years. That's how it will be division one too. It's going to be like that. You win your conference, you're in the playoff regardless. Yeah, so man. at the end of the day, you play these tough teams the first four weeks, or whether the first three and then one at the end. You know, these these big games are just shaping you for that gauntlet that you face every whether you're, you know, top or bottom, you need to, you know, you gotta read your program. And I think that's Warner did the right thing. And I think Kaiser St. Thomas did the right thing. And I think Weber did the right thing. Weber is kind of like that in between. They show, you know, they show like glimpses of like, okay, maybe they're taking that step. And then they show glimpses where, you know, maybe not so much. And I think that, you know, they played a St. Andrews who was not very good. They played a Setson who's very good in terms of skill based on their level. And then you got a Cumberland team that's kind of right in the middle. So, you know, I think that there was there's a really good balance in that. And I think, you know, Warner's gonna have to, you know, keep recruiting and, you know, keep, you know, keep getting better before they can start. Cause we saw how how a, a you know an FCS opponent versus Warner, you we saw how that went last year. And I don't think they're anywhere close to that. Not even trying to be disrespectful by any means, but that's just a gauge. Sure. I mean I don't even want to say the score, but that was embarrassing. And it's not necessarily those kids' fault. They're they're just not ready for that. And sure. then, but teams like Kaiser and St. Thomas are ready for that. So I think it's very important to read your program before kind of scheduling. And I think that the conference did well with when it comes to that. Um, but Dominic Leary did take one to the house, house call. We don't see this very often. So shout out to Dominic Leary for an 85-yard kickoff return. Game was out of hand, but you know, pad the stats, young man. Pad the stats. Um, but yeah, Southeastern with a big win over Warner, three and Warner. Um, next week, like I said, Warner travels to Flomo and um the Fire take on Kaiser. I mean, I'm sorry, Weber in a big rematch from last year. Fire is gonna be fired up, no pun intended, for that one. Weber looking to get back in the win column for sure. Um, but our third of the 
third third of the fourth game of the weekend. Kaiser taking on Thomas. Uh, big game for really good game for Bryce Beasley. Did everything he was asked, but a really big time game. Player of the week MVP type game for Jaden Mezinger. 17 for 153 and four touchdowns, averaging about 10 yards a carry. What a game for that young man. What do you say? I mean, that that that's that's a Rontavious Farmer type game. And that speaks yeah. volumes to the kind of player Rontavious Farmer is whenever we get to call other people's performances of Tay Farmer game. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the big question for Kaiser was not on the offensive line, obviously. I mean, they returned four of their five starters on the offensive line from last year. But um, you lose a guy like Marquise Burgess who could arguably, when you look at Mount Rushmore-type players in the Sun Conference, I think you've got to put him up there for football. And what was Jaden going to do? I mean, uh, you know, when when – Burgess was kind of banged up last year. He stepped up in a huge way, and he was a lot of fun um, for, I think, everybody to watch, really, uh, in that playoff run. But could he be that bell cow back for a season? Uh, Josh, I, I, I'll let you uh, say, do you think he's an answered those questions? Oh, 1,000%. He's rose to the occasion every week, and he's a great guy to learn from. And we see it all, all the time. You know, some, you know, you, we can even look in the higher levels. And when the, you, you, like, for, for example, not to kind of boost your, your little ego you got with the, with the Bulldogs, but Carson Beck had a great guy to learn from. And look at him. He's handling, he's handling his slate, you know, fairly well right now. He learned from a two time national champion, Stetson Bennett. I mean, you look at that. Jaden got to play behind Marcus and you got to see how he goes about his work, see how he goes about his business, sure. the kind of film he watches and stuff like that. And, you know, there's all athletes always learn from each other, even in my in my side with the baseball thing. That That's how at least at, at Weber, that's how it works. You know, we all learn from each other. Hitters, pitchers, same same thing. We all can pick up on things and, you know, give advice. And I think, you know, J Marcus, I'm sure Jaden will thank Marcus and probably still does for some of the things that he's taught him, vice versa. So I think, you know, Jaden definitely rose to the occasion so far. And I think he's going to be, a, a you know, He's definitely going to be a top two tailback in the Sun Conference by the time the season's over. Um, yeah, take, fight it out. But Jaden's got his work. If, if, I, I'm gonna say this on, on air because I, mean, I don't, I don't care. It is what it is. Jaden, um, I won't. I, that's a guy I want you to be able to interview uh, on the podcast. If Kaiser, and I, and that, I want that. I can ask permission here. I would love to interview him um, by myself. Yeah, I, I want that to happen. I want Josh to do it. Not a not the Weber football guy to do it. I want Josh to do it. I'm letting that be out on, on the air. I want, I want, I would love for uh, Jaden to be to, to uh, uh, come on the podcast. Um, all right, let's wrap it up and send it over to the interview. Uh, sound, sounds good. Um, finish things up. St. Thomas and, and Weber, another massive game for Rontavious Farmer 20 carries, 108 yards. Didn't find pay dirt this week. Um, but, you know, Keely Watson. 10 of 18, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Did turn the ball over one time. Um, but Weber, true freshman, Trent, help me out here. Gro Groton? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, um, Grochon. Okay, Grochon. 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 Um, true freshman. First start. What a way to start your career. Um, I, was, yeah, I, was, I was incredibly uh, impressed for, for that yeah, being yeah, the first start. I mean, you too. know. I mean, you know, I mean, Nick Engler, uh, KJ Wills. I mean, that defense is no joke. I, I thought he showed tremendous poise um, in, in his first career start uh, for Weber. 
and, you know, he did, you know, you know, turn the ball over twice. They get sacked twice. Um, but, you know, when you go – when you start your career, A, in a conference game, B, against a ranked opponent, and C, against a defense like that, with a team who can score like that, so you you were playing all game with this with this some sort of pressure, a to that you're gonna get drilled, and b that now you got to play catch up, so now you have th- this added pressure on you, and you know like like you said the poise and you know him you know sticking it out being tough and yeah forty one sixteen looks looks like a you know a butt weapon but it really it really wasn't like that there's you know some breaks that went St Thomas's way per se you know with some calls. You know, and that's all that's in all sports, you know, you'll see that. But, you know, some, you know, some worse than others. Um, but you know, props to Trent, you know, I'm I'm anxious to see how he does moving forward. It sounds like um based on the talks of, you know, some of the guys that I've I know at Weber and how I watched him perform, he probably get the nod again this coming week. And I'll be anxious to see how he'll handle, you know, another big time opponent. But you know, shout out to Terry Weems. I have been noticing he's been having some really good games at tailback for Weber for 20 carries. He runs, workload. he runs so angry. And, you know, I, I love that because I think you got to have that tenacity and that aggressiveness when you run the football because the, the more timid you are, you know, you just don't hit that hole. You know, you, you're getting bullied around. And, you know, Terry did find pay dirt as well, another touchdown. Um, anxious to see how he does the rest of the year. Um, but David Hayes with, you know, a bomb touchdown. Um, St. Thomas kind of relied on that big play as well. Besides their ground and pound with Tay, you know, through the air, their three touchdowns, all all deep touchdowns, 67-yarder and a 70-yarder. And there was one uh, shorter touchdown, but two bombs. And they did uh, – Kalichi Zao did catch another pass, 75-yard pass. So they did use the with the the deep ball. Um, yeah, to get- I mean, what, what, what they did so well, I mean uh- – you know, when you talk about St. Thomas football, I mean, something you, you you talk about plenty. I mean, it's obviously Farmer and that running attack and that massive O-line. Um, they use the RPO extremely well uh, against us. Um, and, I mean, that's where a lot of those big plays kind of stem from. I know you were kind of in and out of uh, being able to watch that game. I know you had work uh, during that, but you were able to catch a little bit of it here and there. But those really big plays, they were RPOs and they ran – they ran those, I mean, just to perfection. And I mean, credit, credit to them. I mean, they they had they had a good scheme. Um, sure. I mean, you know, there there were, like you said, a couple couple factors here or there. Maybe I would have liked to have gone our way, leave it at that. But um, no, I think at the end of the day, um, they 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 came, and they took care of business, man. Um, and you know, props to them. Good. And then that's all you can say, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day. There's sort of more season. Everyone sure. puts their pants on the same way. Everyone's got to play each other. Everyone has a chance to beat each other up and knock each other off. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely a little chip on Weber's shoulder for sure. St. Thomas is going to look to keep things yeah. going. But, yeah, I, I, I want to finish on that point that you that you just, you just said, chip on the shoulder for Weber. You know, you look at St. Thomas um, and they're two deep guys. You're looking at 18, 19 seniors, I believe. I mean, you look at Weber, it's five deep, you know, including me as a punter. Um, you know, that, you know, whatever happens with that, that, that matchup going forward, it is what it is. But I think it's something that, you know, Weber, obvi- obviously, um, outside of Thomas, uh, the youngest, least experienced team in the conference, um, you know, as a senior, 
you know, it kind of is what it is with that. Um, doesn't really affect how I'm going to go about my business on the field. But, you know, I think the younger guys, I think it's, a, I think it's definitely that, that, that game is going to be one that's going to sit in their uh, deep pit of their stomach uh, for a long time. And um, I love that. And I love how, you know, you're going to be, as a senior, you're going to be all and all of the other senior teammates and upperclassmen teammates are going to be part of a building something, you know, yeah. like similar, similar to, to me in baseball, like you, you're going to be able to look back one day and realize that you were a key part of, of the success of your, of our university. You know, you look back and you're going to be like, wow, I was, I was, I had to go through, you know, some tough times, some growing pains, but you know, it was all, it was all going to be worth it one day when you look back at your alma mater and, you know, winning games and stuff. I think that's what it's all about. Absolutely. I mean, something you've heard me say off air a ton. I mean, I am, you know, I know what Weber football it is right now. Um, I think it's a young growing team. And, you know, if a year, two years, three years, four years from now, um, I see coach Patochny and coach Speakman, uh, and guys that I see busting their tail as freshmen now, uh, some of those guys that we talked about with Parker um, when, when he was on, um, you know, just be able to see them uh, competing and, you know, being competing for a Sunday conference title, kind of being in this similar position to what St. Thomas and Kaiser are in now, um, you know, that would make me uh, – it's hard for me to say just as happy as winning a Sunday conference title this year, obviously, but, man, it would it would give me a lot of joy to be able to see that without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, and the, the last thing I wanted to really talk about – I mean, it's not really super important, but it's the standing so far. you got St. Thomas, Flomo, Kaiser, and Southeastern all want to know at the top four with three and two, two and two, two and two, two and two. Everybody kind of kind of lost some games. So um, this weekend's really going to give us a little telltale of where these standings are really at. But um, some really good games. So we will see moving forward this weekend another good slate of games. Very anxious to see how those are going to go. Yep, and we will be back uh, on Friday to preview uh, to preview that. Um, okay, you got anything else? Uh, that's it. All right, we're gonna kick it over to an interview now with not myself, Mr. Manny Burrows, and Alexander Bruno from St. Thomas Volleyball. Hello, Suncast Nation. It's your boy Manny here, and a big day for me. Get my first solo interview here at Suncast, and you knew that I had to do it STU style here for my first interview. So, brought on Miss Alexander Bruno. Alexandra, thank you for coming on. Like I said, it's STU takeover here at Suncast <laughs> for the first interview. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. All right, we're going to get right into it. I start this question with all the people that I interview. Why volleyball? I've seen you play. You look like an athlete. So why did volleyball stand out to you to play at a, as a sport for you? So I started playing volleyball competitively in the sixth grade. And honestly, I think my middle school coach is probably the person that really connected me to volleyball. He treated us like daughters. He treated the team with like such respect. And like he did so much for us that it honestly made me love the sport so much. Um and just like throughout the years, as I played more and more, I found it to be just uh, such a safe haven for me, just like a form of expression. Um, so, yeah, I, I genuinely love volleyball. I just fell in love with it at a very early age. When did you decide? Because I, like I said, I've seen you firsthand. 
killing it, killing the game. Now I'm like, well, of course you had to play college volleyball. But when did you decide this is something that you wanted to do and could do at the highest level? Um, I was 13 when I like decided that I really wanted to pursue the dream of playing college volleyball. So, so yeah, 13 was when I set my mind up. You're a Broward kid like me. Shout out 954. You're a Broward <laughs> kid just like me. Yes. I feel like I had a pretty good run in my four years at high school, but only one of us can say we're there a Broward County, Broward County champ, uh, Broward County player of the year. Only one of us has that, that, uh, that distinction and sadly <laughs> it was not me. What was it like winning that award and what did that do for your mindset, you know, going into your first year of college? Um, winning that award, honestly, was very unexpected. Um, I was told in the beginning of my senior year that a lot of like majority of the time girls that get that award are girls that are part of teams that make it all the way to states. So I wanted that award naturally. So I told my team, I was like, hey, guys, like, let's really work to go to states. Let's really work hard. We got this. <laughs> Um, but we got knocked out pretty early on. We got knocked out in regionals. So when my coach called me, it was a Saturday afternoon. I remember I was home. I was just eating my breakfast and she called me and it brought me to tears. Like it genuinely was a testament to like how hard I worked that year and just it was a fun season. So it was definitely it definitely meant a lot for me because I wasn't expecting it. And it definitely built my confidence a lot. It definitely validated my hard work. But um I knew college was a different beast and I knew that you know like my accolades that I made in high school wouldn't really transfer into college so um I just kept my head up and kept grinding till till now so why St. Thomas what was it about that short drive into the 305 that made you say yes I'm doing this I'm going down there I'm gonna be a Miami girl now so <laughs> I um I always grew up going to Miami, so I, I love this environment. But um, in terms of why St. Thomas, like the school and the program, um, I did a lot of research. Like I researched a lot of schools. I talked to a lot of schools. I picked St. Thomas because across the board, it fit what I was looking for. I was looking for a smaller school. I was looking for a school with great culture. I was looking for a school that was close to home. Um so my parents could watch me. So you'll you'll catch my parents in the stands, which I absolutely love. Um, but the program, I remember I had two practices with the with the team, and every time I would come on campus for those practices, and like every time I would, you know, like just be with the team. Like the culture was so like it was exactly what I was looking for. It was high energy. It was infectious. It was just like it was just I felt home. Like it felt like every time I would come on campus, I was like, yeah, this is where I belong. So. You said you did your research. Did you envision yourself being such a focal point of the rotation uh, from the start, from the get-go? Not at all. I definitely, you know, I definitely was not expecting, like, my role to be this big this early on at all. I was, I would tell everyone, I was like, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, because I'm a freshman, so hopefully I get some playing time, you know, that would be great. And then, you know, now I'm a starter, so I don't know. It, I don't know, again, a testament to, like, hard work and just, like, the coaches put a lot of trust in me and, like, they, they've, they you know, vocalized how much, like, they believe in me and how proud of them, how proud of me they are. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a mix of, like, my hard work, but them also communicating, like, hey, like, you've got this, so. It's okay. You can say the truth. You're saying the politically correct thing, but in your head, you're like, no, 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 I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get a starting job. It's going to be it. It's what we're doing. 
<laughs> um, speaking of the season, because you know we got to mention it. Yes. You've been setting the conference on fire. The Sun Conference got nothing on you. It's been a great start for you. And before yeah. we mention this Wednesday, because trust me, we're going to mention this Wednesday. We're going to do it. I do want to talk about that first game. Missouri Baptist, your debut. Yes. They're one of the top teams in the nation when it comes to volleyball. And you go out and have a 17-kill, 9-dig, 19-point performance and had me saying your name the entire broadcast, which was fun. <laughs> it was awesome. I hit my first. We don't talk about Bruno. It was great. It was a great thing all around. <laughs> I want to know, what was your mindset going into that game that allowed you to be so flat-out dominant? I'm not going to lie. I was a wreck that entire day. Like before going, before getting to the gym, like, so me, I, I room with Peyton Berkey, our setter. So me and Peyton were like freaking out in the room. Like we're like, we were like, oh my gosh, like this is a lot of pride. Like we were just, we were just like true freshmen, just like freaking out. I was like stress cleaning. It was like the funniest thing ever. Like I cleaned like the entire room. It was like the funniest thing ever. But, you know, the second we got to the gym, you know, like a a a, a switch was flipped and, you know, like we just kind of locked in, um, kind of just being with the team, you know, hearing them talk, hearing how they encourage each other, hearing like their goals, their specific, like um, the specific things that they want to see throughout the game. And, you know, like the coaches expressing that as well. And just like being in that environment, all like the pregame rituals and just like singing our songs in the locker room, the way we go out, the way we warm up, you know. Um, I Yeah, it was just, it was definitely a lot. It was a lot of emotions. The stands were packed. So it was just, it was just a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I just remember like taking a deep breath and just like, just like talking to myself. I do, I do talk to myself a lot, like in my head, just like what I need to focus on, what I need to do, what I want to do. So it was definitely a lot of that. Um, but yeah, that game was definitely an emotional roller coaster. Lots of highs, lots of lows. It was just, it was a crazy way to start off a, a career. Did you know how your game was going? Like, did, did in your head, I'm obviously you weren't tracking or stacking like that, but could you tell yourself, like, did you feel like you were having a good game or did you feel like you're having a bad game? Did you feel like it was a little bit of both? I just knew I was locked. I think that was the most locked in I've ever been for, like, that like the intensity on the court and like in my head like it was just I, I don't think I've ever been that locked in because all of preseason like that's our home opener so like for all of preseason we're talking about preparing for this game and you know so it's it's three weeks my body's tired we've been doing like three days we've been like I've just been with the team you know like we're doing all this hard work preparing and like now it's like time so like I've never been so like like I was so I was genuinely like so locked in like I like half the time like if I think about the game it's a blur blur. yeah like it's a blur (laughs) like I have you would have to show me film to remind me like what happened because I honestly like I I mean mean, that that mindset that locked in has been on full display I mean you're second in the team in kills with 165 in points with 190.5 and in service ages with 14. What did you want to bring to the program coming into this first year that in a program that has been very successful the past few years? Um, I was definitely, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily like looking to bring a lot to the team, not in like a bad way. I was looking more for like myself to improve a lot. Cause as I said earlier, like I genuinely wasn't expecting to play this vital of a role. So my mindset was initially just to work hard and bring like my personality essentially, just like high energy, being a good teammate. Um, 
but obviously that that had to shift now that I know my role so now I would say like my day-to-day is just having to make sure I'm being competitive make sure I still keep that high energy and then in games you know like making sure that I I do like I have smart plays and that I'm talking to my coaches because I will admit like as a freshman like in my head like I don't really vocalize this a lot but in my head I'll be like yeah that was a freshman error like where I'll just do something so simple and like stupid where I'm just like yeah maybe I shouldn't have done that so I find myself still like having like these little tiny errors that like I feel like with experience will probably go away so I find myself just talking myself through that just like okay maybe do this instead maybe do that instead you mentioned your your roommate Another yes. freshman phenom who's been killing it, Miss Peyton Berkey. Yes. You guys are a duo that I have said, I've gone on the broadcast, I've gone on the Suncast podcast, and I've said it. One of you two is winning freshman week. I don't care who one of you two is doing. But talk about that relationship that you guys have that has allowed you. I mean, like you said, your roommates, obviously a setter and having somebody who's very focal on the offense, having that relationship that has helped you transition into both of you now being college athletes. Um, I love Peyton so much. She's definitely one of my best friends here. She is my best friend here at STU. Like we spend so much time with each other on and off the court. Like it's insane. Um, having that relationship definitely like probably boosts like the confidence, the morale a lot. Um, it's really easy to talk to her. It's really easy to joke around. It's really easy to just play comfortably and confidently with her knowing that like at the end of the day like regardless of what happens during the game like I know we're gonna go back to the room and crack some jokes and whatnot so I I love our dynamic it's honestly a really fun friendship and I'm really happy that like it's that way and that it's growing so have you heard about the story of how she was recruited to St. Thomas yes and it is the funniest like I love it like we joke around like coach Breno's like, yeah, I didn't recruit Kate and I recruited her mom. <laughs> like, it's like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Cause like, Oh, brother. Oh, Cause I, I love the story. It's, it's hilarious, but it's also like, it's pretty cool. Cause it's, I feel like it's modern day recruiting. So it's definitely a new era. Speaking of freshman of the year, Miss Taylor Barnes is the reigning freshman of the year. Yes, Has, is. have you obviously different positions and different roles, but, have you gone to her as a mentor to say, hey, I know we're not the same position, but what did you do that allowed you to have such a successful freshman year? Do you have any pointers for me to be able to have even half of what you did? I haven't had that conversation recently, but um, I think a couple days into preseason, Taylor looked at me and she was like, keep working hard because you're a shoo-in for it. Like she like was hyping me up since like week one of, of preseason. Um, so Honestly, hearing that, especially coming from Taylor, because Taylor would never lie. Like Taylor, like like <laughs> she would not lie. Like she wouldn't be the one to be like, "Yo, Bruno, you're gonna get it." Like no, no, no. She wouldn't say that unless I genuinely had a shot. So her saying that so early on definitely like kind of screwed my like head on pretty straight. Where like I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like this is a this is a possibility. <laughs> so. When we did our, our like personal and team goals, I, I definitely did write that down as a personal goal. So I'm definitely chasing that. Um, and I would I would definitely have to give credit to Taylor for, you know, planting that seed in my head. So. You got all Bobcat Nation rooting for you. Just know that. You got all of us rooting for you. A relationship I do want to ask you about is with Miss Amanda Allende. 
Both of you have family from Puerto Rico. We're both top two in kills and points. And I have to say, seeing you guys play in the home games that I've been at, there's similarities there that you just can't deny. How has that relationship been in a sense of I've off the on the court, I can see a lot of a vet rookie relationship. And is that what is behind the scenes too? I would definitely say so. She's definitely been a really good mentor. Um, seeing as how we play the same position, just watching her sometimes, like she doesn't even have to say anything, like just watching her, like I'll learn a lot. Um, like even today, like we were doing serve receive and like, I would just like make, like I was just staring at her and like how she did it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should try doing that. Um, so I def- there's definitely a vet rookie relationship going on there and off the courts, like as well, like she's been such a great friend and like helping me figure out like college life, like off campus life, on campus life, just like making sure that um, I'm good and that like I'm enjoying myself. She's definitely been a really good person to go to. If you had to pick one thing from her game to add to yours that you don't already have, what would it be? Because I'm not going to lie. I used to play volleyball. If it had to be me, I'm getting that jump serve. That jump serve is elite. That jump serve that is elite. is elite. <laughs> I don't know. That's hard. That is pretty hard. Ooh, okay. So we do this thing where she'll come in for like a, a two ball, so a high ball in the middle. I've yet to do that in game. And I would really like to get it down the way she has it down. So, cause that, that is definitely a game changer. That definitely shifts the momentum. Like when we're down or we're in a rut and we just need a side out when she runs that play and it like, she puts a hole like in the court, like it definitely <laughs> shifts momentum. So I would love to be able to get that down packed one day. Speaking of momentum, the past few home games at the FFC, They've been packed out. The energy's been electric. How yeah. has it been playing in front of the Bobcat faithful and, and having that taste of what college back, college uh, volleyball me, is all about? Um, it's honestly been really fun. Like, I really enjoyed that. I, I came from, like, a pretty small high school, so, like, our games, like, didn't have a lot of people in the stands. So having, like, a, a support, like, group, like, a you know, that is just always at the games is honestly, it's been a lot of fun, you know. Um, it's, it's so great when you're playing volleyball in a loud environment because it forces like the team to be even louder and you just feed off of that energy. So honestly, like having like so many supporters in the stand, like really makes the world of a difference. And like, it's, it's very enjoyable. So that support is going to be needed on Wednesday because it's going to be a big one this Wednesday. You got Kaiser coming into town. But the team, you guys, nine-game winning streak, 5-0 and in conference play here on Suncast. We have to say that the Sun Conference, when it comes to volleyball, is just second to none. You guys are finally on the top 25. Congrats by, for that, by the way. What has it been like for you, your first experience in the conference in, some would say, like a golden year of volleyball for it, where no matter who you play, whether it's a young team like Warner or an experienced team like Southeastern and Kaiser, it's going to be a tough matchup? Yes. Um Yeah, we have a saying that's win our way. And it's basically just like understanding that, you know, we have a standard that we want to uphold and that we want to always be playing at and living at. So we just every before every game, we just remind each other of that standard. We remind each other that we're um, that we're just here for each other. We're going to play together as a team. And we just keep that we just keep that momentum like we we have goals in place we have goals set we're trying to meet certain we're trying to meet certain stuff and you know honestly like 
I think everyone's on the same page, which is honestly like a really beautiful thing, you know, like being on a team where everyone is on the same page and wanting and, and yearning for the same things, because regardless of who's stepping on that court, you know that you're going to get the all from them because we're all looking to achieve that same goal. So I think regardless of who you put like in front of us, we're going to put our best foot forward and our best foot forward is pretty darn good. So It really is. It really is. <laughs> completely, completely unbiased, of course, completely unbiased. Going into Wednesday, like I mentioned, it's a big matchup. Kaiser's coming in hungry. They want to try and avenge their loss to Southeastern. You guys trying to keep that winning streak alive. What is the focus for the team? And what's the focus for you personally going into Wednesday's matchup? Um, I mean, as a team, it's always just to win. Um, win our way, as I just said. Um, we're always looking to make a statement, you know. So as a team, it's just going to be keeping that energy high, keeping the intensity high. Um, making sure we're playing smart, adjusting to what we need to adjust to. Um, as for myself, um, a, produ- a productive game is a productive game for me. You know, like I, I love when my when my hitting percentage is high. And, you know, when I'm making very low air games, like I, that's a good game for me. Um, obviously, energy and momentum. You know, like that is also like I could not play the best game, but if I'm present like if my energy is present then that's a good game for me too so if I could have a good combo of good energy and just good stats then I'll be happy there is something that I'm kind of curious to get your take on last year it was the corn I know she has a name I just can't remember right now and I apologize for that this year it's the wet floor sign now I'm not we're not going to spoil the superstitions on suncast there is a superstition involved I just want to know what is has that been like for you first experience it and have you heard about the corn where there are like stories that the, that the vets tell you like listen this is what happened it works trust me what is the thought process when they came up to you and said listen this wet floor sign it's it's coming with us so for the corn I remember they lost like two games last year and it was like the two games that they didn't have her so <laughs> they definitely have their superstitions um for the caution sign her name's Tyra don't know why but her name is Tyra we love Tyra um everyone signed Tyra um she's honestly become a part of our cheer sometimes like if like we have a really nasty play we'll like lift her up because it's just funny um but yeah it's it's just nice to have like a little staple something on the side it's it keeps the morale up it keeps um keeps us goofy so I don't know. I love it. There's not really much to add to that. <laughs> is it? What, have you ever had superstitions like before? You got to say what they are, but like, have you been a superstition? You know, athletes, when it comes to these kind of things, it can be kind of a, a hand-in-hand glove kind of fit. I've never been that, like, I've never been the superstitious type. So to me, like, it's the same thing, but I just like it because it's something that we could all, like, connect to. You know, like, it's like, if we don't know like where Tyra is, like we'll be like, where's Tyra? Someone find Tyra. It just becomes like a joke. You know what I mean? And like everyone like is is with it. So it's just a good way to connect the team. Fill in this blank. Alexandra Bruno considers her freshman season at St. Thomas a success if blank. We get a ring. I'm we're chasing a ring. Like, um, that's I think that's like another great thing of like being with Peyton um like we'll all we'll joke around all the time we'll be like yeah it's ring season it's ring season but like I feel like it translates 
onto the court like we joke about it in the room and whatnot but like we're so serious we like we seriously want to play vital roles in um making sure that like our returners you know get that experience again and like making sure that we get that experience for ourselves last one i want to ask could have asked a little bit earlier but i wanted to save the best for last talk about what it's like for you to play under coach whitney and her staff and the energy that she brings out on that well she doesn't show it that much, but I know behind the scenes she can be very energetic and very serious about things. Um, Coach Witt is an absolute boss. Like, I I love her. Like, she's a great coach. She's great on and off the court. Um, she's honestly been a really great resource for me, you know, as a player, as a student, as, like, a person. Playing under her has definitely been lots of fun so far. I've definitely learned a lot. Um and yeah, she's definitely never failed to express like her confidence in me and how much she like supports me and how much she values me. So um, having a coach like that, that, you know, like genuinely sees you and believes in you definitely makes a world of a difference in like your play and your confidence. And that goes the same to to Breno and Carmen. And like they both like the three of them, like they're such a like they're such a trio. Like whenever they like do stuff together, like it just makes me happy because they just, they fit so well together and they, they're just such a good team. So um, it's definitely been great. I love having Breno as the coach because he tends to like play with us a lot. So he gets that on court experience. He could tell us like in real time, like, Hey, like maybe fix your block like this, do this differently because he's on the court and he sees like that different perspective. And Carmen does so much for us. Like she honestly deserves some sort of award because she is such a great, like she just does so much for us. Like the way she cares for us and like the advice she gives us is honestly like, it's it's so priceless, like it's so good. So I have absolutely enjoyed my experience thus far. And I feel like I have a great ride ahead of me. Well, Bruno, we are all hoping that same thing, both from Bobcat Nation and Suncast Nation. Thank you so much for this interview. Again, first one for me. And I think I'm giving you all the credit. You nailed it out the park. I'm just sat here and just let you talk. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> and I appreciate it for sure. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be on. All right, now we got Mr. Manny Burroughs. Uh, this is the kind of, you know, we love to do time traveling on Suncast with our uh, recording. So this is the first thing we are recording uh, after everything from Saturday. My voice is a little bit gone from uh, yesterday. A little bit of yelling going on. But, yeah, man, uh, a kind of a crazy day in volleyball. Um, I mean, it's when we have to start with Southeastern really planting themselves as one of the top two teams in the Southern Conference. No, I agree that that's like the place to start at. Um, I went to watch that game uh, on the Sun Digital Network. Didn't watch as much as I wanted to because I had to go do some things, get ready for men's soccer later that later that night for STU. But yeah, that was the, that's the best way to put it. SEU understood that if they wanted to cement themselves as the number two team in the conference, which they did now four and one in conference play, that only lost being to St. Thomas. They did it hitting a point three zero four in the entire match, taking all three sets. The hitting was, was the most amazing thing. I think set number one point four one four. set number two point three seven five. set number four, even though it was a close game, it was another stellar performance. Offensively speaking, Cambry Pope, Amelia Harding, 12 kills each, 
Pope also had 16 digs. Alexandra had 37 assists. It was a day where the fire were just blazing. And SCU, I mean, uh, Kaiser, it wasn't that SCU necessarily handled Kaiser, but you could see there's a little bit of a situation where the fire were ready and the Seahawks just, they could never get anything necessarily rolling. I mean, Brooklyn Slater had a quiet 15 kills. uh, Erica Magan did have 15 digs. Hannah Heidi did have 31 assists with 13 digs. So the Seahawks didn't play bad. I just think the fire played better. So you got to watch the game. Obviously, I did a game was going on the same time as the Weber St. Thomas football game. But for that game, would you say the the overall blocking at the net for Southeastern was that kind of a focal point, uh, like we talked about uh, on the weekend preview show? It was, and I think even though it was only five blocks for the fire to two from Kaiser, I think it was also the presence of the blocking that could also have a little bit of an impact for the front line of the Seahawks. And if the fire can really tone hone down and maybe make that a little bit more of their identity, that presence at the net, kind of how St. Thomas has done with certain rotations, especially with Sanaa Dennis and Taylor Barnes, I think the fire... When that second round comes back with St. Thomas, it's going to be a good matchup. Postseason, I think, is going to be another one where we look at Kaiser and South and Southeastern and say, man, well, they've done it once. If the blocking and the front line continues to be a presence, could it happen again? Would not be surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, do you have any other other thoughts on this game before we move on? No, not, not, not nothing, uh, nothing else to really put in. I mean, obviously, an impressive win. Uh, for Southeastern, who very well could be receiving votes. Um, I'm not going to knock on the door for a top 25 yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get an RV uh, next to their name uh, very, very soon. Uh, Staying in South Beach, or South Florida, I should say, uh, St. Thomas just takes care of business against Warner. Yeah, there was nothing too much to say about that one. You know, another one that I kind of checked in, checked out of, because it being obviously at two o'clock, like all the other games, yeah. and St. Thomas did what they're supposed to do. They went in, swept the Royals, and just kept it pushing. Now nine in a row, and going into Wednesday with the utmost confidence, utmost momentum they could possibly have. Yeah, but uh, you know, not not really a whole lot to, t- to talk about in that game. I mean, I, I end a eleven kills. Uh, Berkey, I mean, thirty-seven assists. Grazzi with nineteen digs. Um, not not really a whole lot. I mean, kind of what we expected. Um, it would have been impressive for Warner to get one set. They almost got one in the third set, but I mean, St. Thomas is St. Thomas. But uh, sticking in Miami Gardens, though, with Florida Memorial, they certainly uh, not exactly the result they were looking for. But Coastal Georgia, man, tell you what, that's an impressive win for the Mariners. It really is. And I, I will say, and I found this out after uh, reading some of the articles that came out from that game. FMU did not have some of their key players, including Swoza. She was she did not play in this game, so that's something definitely to note. But at the end of the day, it's still a big time win for the Mariners. They improved to two and three in conference play. Florida Memorial does drop to one and four. Raven Russell for the Mariners, twelve kills, twelve point five assists. Sarah Henson, twelve assists, eleven digs. Nice little double double for her. And Rebecca Brown, fifteen assists, six digs. The Mariners definitely, I feel like, needed this win in a sense of staying in that hunt for the conference when it comes to seeding. Because like we keep saying in a conference like this, where there's a lot of teams at the top that are very, very game, very, very tough to beat. If you can get a good favorable matchup 
Maybe you can make some noise. And now we're looking at, okay, maybe they sneak into the second round and go on from there. But it's definitely going to be one that Florida Memorial, it's going to hurt them come postseason, I feel like. They're going to have to kind of run a couple off now in a row. Um, but the Mariners took care of business, and now they move on to next week. They say anything in those articles, injury, suspension, or anything and that so not really. Um, the only the article that had come out at the time was the Mariners one. So I don't know if Florida Memorial one has come out yet. Uh, all they said was that they were missing some key players. And when I went to the box score, I did not see Souza at all in the in the list. So that was a little surprising for me. Don't know what it is. Hopefully, you know, it's just something, n- nothing serious, of course. Yeah. But I did think that was a that that's a big time loss. Obviously, you know, the fire only other. Uh, Lions, excuse me, only 28 kills on 96 digs compared that to the Mariners, 37 kills on 94 total attacks. It's it, it, it's a hurt, you know, obviously not having Sosa there. It's obviously not understatement, but that's going to be a matchup where now your number one player in kills is with 11. It's just not going to do it in the Sun Conference where everybody's going to be game offensively. Yeah, it is unfortunate for Florida Moore. They really did seem like they had turned that corner. Um, and I mean, they got to get. I mean, they they can't win without out uh, Susan and some of the, those other key players. So need they need to you know get healthy or whatever the situation um, is for for the Lions. But and undoubtedly the best matchup from Saturday. Look, um, you know, Manny, I said with with Weber. I don't like to get give him a mulligan or whatever you you want to call it or out or whatever, but I think it is in fairness the fact that they had not been able to practice uh, for uh, the, a stretch there. I, there is a direct correlation of their struggles. Um, you know, you take out the beginning of the year where they were just getting their feet wet with Coach D, then they go and rattle off five or six wins, and then the the gym floor uh, happens. They lose they lose the ability to to practice. Uh, on it, I mean that, um, and one of those losses included uh, South uh, St. Thomas, which you know, it, it, St. Thomas is St. Thomas, and then you had a southeastern team roll in, especially when you don't really know what's going on with uh, your your gym, and then the Warner loss, and things seem like they're kind of starting to unravel. This was a massive win. They've been they're getting able to actually practice uh, again, or the Weber uh, Warriors women's volleyball team. Um, and I mean, just a massive win against Ave Maria took the first two sets. Um, and then just Ave Maria, uh, seemed like they could get it and they won two nail biters, 26, 24, 25, 22 in the third and fourth set, but it was Weber able to prevail. Do you think this, especially now Weber, um, do you think we'll, we'll kind of see what we saw from Weber the first, uh, part, part of the season from here on out now they've kind of gotten their routine back? I do think this is a very pivotal turning point i think we could see them turn that corner and get things ready to go i think the biggest the, the two biggest things i take away from this from the the warriors you go up 2-0 and then avi maria fights back and ties up the set count going into set number five i think that the warriors before this game maybe lose that third set they lose in a reverse sweep tough it's a blow but you're like it's kind of the trend that's been going on that fifth set it was all Weber. After a 9-7 game that was kind of back and forth, Weber ro- rolled off the last six points. And that lets me know that the Warriors, like you said, they're turning that corner and things are getting ready to go. In those first two sets, they had a combined five attack errors. That is a very, very important stat to look at because the biggest thing we have seen from this Warriors team up to this point, the errors kind of being the thing that hurts them. 
But when they if they can cl play clean volleyball, I think they have a very, very good chance to get into that middle of the pack. Right now, they're a game and a half behind Ave Maria, funny enough, who's three and three now after that game. Weber, two and three. I think they have some momentum. They could maybe get even the three and three, which I think would be very, very important because their following game next Saturday is against Kaiser. That's going to be a very, very tough one. But this next one against Coastal Georgia, if they can bottle up what they did this past weekend, go into Coastal Georgia and Brunswick and get another big time win, that I think gives them a little bit of cushion because obviously they're not going to be favored in that matchup against the Seahawks. Right. Nadia Reed, 21 kills. That is big time for her. She's the leader for this team when it comes to the offense. If she can, obviously, 21 kills is not something we, we're going to expect from anybody. But if she can hover around that 15 range with kills, be consistent. She's also chipping in some five digs. I think their offense is going to continue to roll. Pacey Crow and Anna Clara, 44 combined assists, 23 and 21 respectively. That's another one. If they can continue to have a very good game at setting up the offense and bring everybody involved, I think this Weber team, they found something. Now it's on them to just keep it rolling. And like you said, it's it's you don't want to give it to them or you don't want to give them an excuse or anything like that, but it is a very valid point. You don't have enough, you don't have a gender practice. It's going to be hard to gain that camaraderie, gain that chemistry and get things you know ironed out. But now it looks like they might have just done that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I it's a team where obviously I get to watch a good bit, and I mean, from what I saw in that stretch where they were winning games against good opponents, I mean, shut uh, sweeping Florida Memorial, uh, fully uh, equipped Florida Memorial side, and then just kind of to see the downturn of what what's been the last couple of games. Uh, for them is day and night and I mean a big win against Ave Maria I think they're, they're back and I think a little slump there at the beginning of the year and I think they're fine from here on out no yeah for sure like I said another team middle of the pack if they can get I mean now Ave being at 500 Kaiser even dropping a little bit in the standings don't be surprised if Weber maybe sneaks another game another game or two and we're like oh, Weber's creeping up in that, in that top three somehow guys keep they better keep Keep your head in Babson Park. I know they don't have a gym, but that don't mean that they can't win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the games will be played in Avon Park uh, at South Florida uh, State. Uh, that's where Weber's home games will be played at for the remainder of the season. Uh, Manny, you got any other points you want to hit on? Um, no, not really. I think Wednesday is going to be some important matchups. Obviously, like I mentioned, Weber Coastal. I think that could be another one Weber can take. Now that they have good momentum, it will be on the road. That'll be a game one. Ave Southeastern, that's going to be an interesting one. I do, obviously, Southeasterns are rolling right now. Ave kind of needs that win because if they drop to three and four, and if Weber does go to 300, now we're looking at Ave kind of falling in the standings a little bit. Yeah. Kaiser St. Thomas, Kaiser needs this win because if not, they're another team. If they lose that one, they're dropping in the middle of the pack now when it comes to standings, even though we expect them to be kind of fighting for that top two seed, those top two seeds. Florida Memorial Warner. It, Florida Memorial should be able to get back on track here, but if they don't have some of their key players like they did last game, could Warner get a little bit of an upset there at home? Wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you. And we saw Warner's ability to, you know, take all the teams. They beat Weber in five sets uh, last week. But, all right, Manny, uh, great job, as always. Uh, everybody, thank you for uh, tuning in. We will see you uh, midweek. Uh, let's see, what are we going to do? Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll have a, a new episode for y'all at the end of the week. Um, I'm not going to say guaranteed we're going to have 
an interview for that one. We may do something a little separate with, with that interview, but we just want to say we got a great interview coming up. Uh, we talk, told you all last episode, but uh, Abigail Sadal, Sidney Chura, and Ines Summer attacking three for uh, the SCAD Bees. That's going to be a great interview. Probably put that in um, the weekend preview episode. We'll have to see how long that one's going to be with it being a three-person interview. But either way, that one's coming. Thank you all for t- tuning in to another episode of Suncast.